there, loyal listeners. This is Lisa Kapali here for another episode of Member Spotlight. Today I have with me cook extraordinaire and librarian Lisa Crispin. Hi, Lisa. Hi, how are you? Good. So you just came right out of the studio after finishing another episode of your show called... Cooking the Books. Cooking the Books. You know something? The first time I heard the title of that, I thought it was about accounting. Obviously, for obvious reasons, right? But it's not, really. (laughs) Can you tell our listeners a little bit about your TV show that you do here at WCTV as a partnership with the library and why you started to do it? Okay. So, um, obviously, it started... Before the TV show, I had a program at the library called Cooking the Books. You know, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, what we do is we would meet, and I would pick a cookbook, right. and um, patrons would come with a cook dish or whatever they put together, could be a salad even, um, and we would all sit down together and eat and talk about the cookbook and whether we liked it or not. Cool. So um, I'd been doing that, oh, I think it's about five years, maybe wow. six. And then the pandemic came. Yeah. And so uh, we were like, okay, how can we still be doing this? Uh, and I did one at home, and my <laughs> the director and so <laughs> and this is the director liked it so much. Like, oh, you should try doing this like at WCTV. Would you nice. do that? And I'm like, okay. Wow. And as I tell everyone, it's nothing I would have ever done pre-pandemic I would have been like no I can't do that but it was like okay but you're doing it I'm doing it and you're such a natural oh thank you you know but truthfully though it it does take some work to do it doing it in television is a little bit different than doing it just for your friends kind of hanging out you know I did want to bring up one thing you said you don't think a salad is cooking (laughs) you should not come to my house (laughs) well it can like if you like I don't know, cook a piece of chicken to go in it or yes. steak. I just definitely. thought that was cute. That was cute. <laughs> yeah. So when when the people you work with, your directors and what have you, saw your work and said, hey, do a TV show, what was your first thought about that? I was like, um, I'm not a TV face. Right. right. <laughs> I think a lot of people feel that way. We're doing, obviously, a podcast, but I think a lot of folks have... Not so much stage fright, but I think just the idea of... We're also self-critical to begin with anyway. But then putting your face on the channel and really doing that. And also, I think for men too, but for ladies, what are we going to wear? How's our hair going to look? How are we going to sound? How did you overcome all of those fears and just do it anyway? Well, the way I see it is I'm just talking to my friends. Right. So when I start doing it, I kind of zone out the fact that there's cameras watching me. And I just kind of go right into, hey, I'm teaching a friend how I made this recipe. So if I do that, I forget that the camera's on me. Right. And I stop saying, um, uh, uh. <laughs> right. And you know what? You just have to do it. Because I'm sure you've looked back at your first few episodes. Yeah, she's nodding like, oh, yeah. But you have to just do it because you're not going to get better at it right. until I will, you do. I will admit I haven't actually watched the first few ones. Yeah. I, as I've been doing it longer, I've watched more of them, but it still make I see like every mistake Everybody I Everybody does that. And so it, that kind of makes me, but I, I still feel pretty comfortable about it. And I think it's right. because I just act like I'm talking to a friend, which I kind of feel like I am. Right. So. And you know what's nice? You have something you're actually doing. It's a little bit harder if you're just going to talk off the cuff to someone, but you actually have your props, your exactly. recipe there yep. to kind of fall back on. And that's something you know backwards and forwards. Oh, yeah. So you don't have to worry about that. I think that's that. the other thing is, like you said, my comfort level with cooking is 
totally at ease. I I have cooked for a very long time. I started cooking when I was a teenager because I figured my parents are coming home from work. Uh, if I have to wait for them to cook, it's going to take longer. So why don't I just do it? Right. So I've been cooking a long time. And so I've, I I know I'm a good cook because everyone nice. tells me I'm a good cook. Now, I know you have kids. Do yep. they watch your show? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I think I've shown it to them a couple times, but they're pretty busy. <laughs> yes. Do, have you taught them how to cook? Yes. They're all pretty good cooks. Nice. Uh, which is nice because it's kind of like... You teach them how to do something, and then you profit from it. So right, right. A That's a wonderful. You can come home and have dinner made for you. Exactly. Wouldn't that be a nice yeah. miracle, <laughs> <Yes>. right? <laughs> how do you feel WCTV and the partnership between the library, WCTV, and yourself has benefited you? What have you learned about yourself, you think? Well, I never would have imagined that I would take it to it so easily. Right. So I've, I've learned that. Um as I tell everyone now, I'm famous in Wilmington, right? Which is pretty funny. Yes. Um, and people at, at Market Basket will say, "Hey, are you the person who does cooking the books on WCV?" And I'm like, "Yes, I am." So it's kind of great to be part of a community that, in some ways, feels small because of yes. the connections that we make through that. I, I definitely have had that. Just being an employee at the library, I, you create a group of a community there. Right. But it, this reaches even beyond that. So even people who might not come in and grab a right. book. And you, you really never know who's watching. Exactly. That's the good news and the bad news, right? Exactly. You really never know how many viewers or who's watching. And sometimes, you know, I don't think this has happened to you, but sometimes the negative comments come more than the positive ones, you know, because if everyone's loving it, you generally don't hear anything. Right. But if something goes wrong, that's when you generally hear it. Do people give you suggestions? for different recipes you should have on or how do you choose the material? Nobody has so far. And how I choose is literally I'm always in cookbooks. I'm always up to date with what you know, people who make cookbooks are doing. And so I'm always anticipating. And one of the nice things about doing the show was – I can do a book that just came out. When we're doing it as a group, I need to make sure everyone has a copy so they can cook from it. Right, right. So that's what's been fun about doing this is like, oh, this cookbook just came out. Let's do it. Cool. So uh, hopefully we'll get more like that. Yes. That'll be fun. And you know what's nice, listeners? She brings in the whole kit and caboodle to come and do this show. So when you're watching her episodes of what, what exactly is the name of the show? Cooking the Books. Yes, Cooking the Books with Lisa Crispin. When you watch it, you'll see she has all her different tools and all the things that she needs. It's pretty interesting to me to watch you before the show begins to bring in stuff. And I'm always amazed at how, through the magic of television, you're able to do that. Well, there's only been one time where I had to race home to grab eggs. And I got before the camera about two minutes before we were going to roll. Right. (laughs) Now, for like regular television... you know, we're the same as commercial television, really, except we don't run commercials, obviously. But for regular television, there's always that moment where the cook pulls out the magic finished product and says, here it is finished. So do you have to do that? Do you make two or three of an item so you can kind of show us the progress? Yeah, what, well, what I do, it, the one thing that's hard here is that we don't have like a kitchen behind me. Right. So I kind of have to make do with what we have. Sometimes I'll use a hot plate and do it right in front of everyone. And other times, like today, when I made the chicken shawarma, I I had the chicken all cooked ahead of time because I would have needed a stove for that and just brought it out at the end and showed how it would go together. So okay. you kind of have to be a little, like, thinking ahead of yes. what you're going to need, what you're not going to need, and what 
finished product you're going to need. Right. It's a creative process. And I imagine when you're picking out what you're going to feature, you kind of have to think about, well, if it's phyllo dough, how am I going to... You know, how am I going to make that? So you have to put on a different thinking cap to do it. How many episodes have you done? I don't know. It's got to be at least 10 by now. Oh, yeah. It's definitely 10, yeah. So do you feel more comfortable now, do you think, than you did before? Are you still self-critical? No, I definitely feel more comfortable. There's, there's, I think... I think you're always going to feel a little critical. Of course. You're always going to feel like, oh, I made a mistake. Right. But uh, the one thing I've learned uh, in my life is if you don't point out the mistakes, people don't see them. That's true, too. And I think um, you're so natural behind the camera. You really look like you belong there. Oh, thank you. You really do. You seem like you're just super comfy with what you're doing. And I think people really enjoy that. What would you say to someone who maybe is thinking about, hey, you know, I've got a skill. I could maybe do a show. What would you tell them? I would them? say go for it because um, it's very easy to do here. Your staff is amazing. Everyone's been extremely supportive and helpful. Right. And like like you were saying, when I first started out, it was I was a little more like not knowing exactly what to do. And at no point did I feel like, oh, I can't do this because I was supported by right. this whole staff. And it's really honestly not that hard if you're talking about something you already love doing. Right. And once you get going, like I said, it's just doing that. Just you have there's no way around it. You have to do it to do it. Right. You can't you can practice at home as long as you want. But really, the doingness of it is the only way you're ever going to get exactly to the nirvana of feeling great about it. Have you had any fans or anybody request (laughs) different items that they want cooked? I. I don't know if I have fans or not. Like I said, I run into people and they're like, hey, you're Lisa. And I'm yes. like, yes, I am. Yes. Um, but no one's requested. Uh, hey, I would be open to that. If someone had an idea, I would All right. love that. Well, you know what? How do they get in touch with you if they want to do I, that? I'm at the library, lcrispin at wilmlibrary.org. All right. And that's spelled C-R-I-S-P-I-N. Correct. Correct. How valuable do you feel your WCTV membership is to you now that you're using it? Oh, it's very valuable. I, like I said, it's a great... Uh, connection to the community, um, and I think that it's it's good to be like doing a program like this and showing your creativity. Right. And I mean, it's really something for everyone. We all have to eat, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely. So, I mean, you know, there's no political f- foray exactly. here or anything like that. It's just food, yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. What lesson do you think your kids are learning by seeing their mom do something that was so uncomfortable for her to do? Oh, I think it, that they see that you need to try things. Right. That um, even though, like I said, I never would have signed up for it. You got to have the courage to jump in sometimes. Right. Yeah. right. And I think that's wonderful for them to see that even though they don't know what a star you are, they won't know until they're much older. Right. right. But, you know, it's good for them to see that you're willing to step out there and you're not old by any stretch of the imagination, but your kids, you might be. And they might be thinking, wow, you know, mom is really jumping in there and kind of doing this different thing. What are the visions you have for the future of this show? Is there anything you'd like to do to make it bigger, bolder, brighter? You know, well, would you like to do it live sometime? Uh, well, well, <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to that. I think what I'd really love to do is be able to actually do like a whole like recipe in front of people with the oven and the stove. And it, because right now, sometimes it feels a little like, yeah, know, it's not, hard when you're talking to yourself the whole yeah. time. A little easier if you had a guest yep, with yep. you standing there yeah. that you could kind of play off of. Yeah, and but, we're hoping we can yeah. do that at some point. 
cool. Yeah. Well, if anybody wants to get involved, I'm sure Lisa will talk to you. And one more time, your email for folks to get it's in touch with you? L. Crispin at wilmlibrary.org. Cool. And they can stop by and see you at the of library, Of course too. they can. Definitely. Excellent. Anything final you'd like to tell our listeners today about being part of WCTV or anything you want to share? I just think it's great to be part of this community and connect with people in a way that you might not do it any other way. I love it. I love it so much. Thank you so much, Lisa, for being with us today on Members Spotlight. You've been listening to WCTV's Members Spotlight. If you want to become a member of WCTV, just reach out to Lisa at WCTV.org. That's L-I-S-A at WCTV.org. And we'll be with you again for another episode of Members Spotlight very soon. Thanks for listening.